Hello, welcome back to Meaning in Code podcast. I'm Lily. I'm here with Bennett. Yes, and yeah. we are back. We're glad to be back. Indeed, always, always. Um, today we are going to talk about an age-old, age, age-old question: <laughs> um, how to decide what to learn next. Uh, so we've talked a lot about so far already being in your career, already being in a job, which is very, very important and kind of as a question never really goes away. Um, but today we are going to take a step back um, and and figure out wherever you are in your career, whether you're figuring out things to learn to, to get your first job or whether you're you're been coding for 20 years and you're just kind of trying to figure out where to put your time and energy, uh, how to decide what to learn next. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the learning something new and and staying curious is like a big part of avoiding burnout as well. Right. So Mm. like, it's important that not that you have to constantly be like on top, always be studying, but like if you can find something that you're interested in learning next, it's a great way to stay engaged. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I mean, we, from the very beginning, right. We talked about how learning and growing is is a really powerful way to find meaning like a really good avenue to keep finding meaning and enjoyment in your job in your life and whatever you're doing um so it all definitely really ties together which is fun and exciting uh to me (laughs) maybe not to everyone but to me for sure um yes but so before we get into that uh, today, we thought we would share one thing each uh, that happened this week that we are proud of. Uh, mm. So, yeah, Bennett, you want to you wanna take it? Okay, I'll kick it off, um, which is that uh, this week and actually the past couple weeks, I've been learning how to do West Coast swing dancing, Ooh! which is a fun type of partner dancing. Um, and I'm just proud of the progress that we've made. This past week, we did a little bit of uh, just dancing. Actually, we had some friends over and we danced here at home because like the normal weekly swing uh, was they were doing something different. Um, so like we just danced here and it was really fun. We, we danced amazing. outside and, and practiced and like, yeah, I've been learning. That's amazing. What Is about that... you? Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you got a question, you can ask it. Well, I do have a question. Is that because I know you, you and you've been uh, practicing swing dance for a while now, right? Yeah, I, so I, when I was in high school, I guess I learned how to do East Coast Swing, Whoa. which is slightly different and uh, yeah, it just has a different step pattern. So now we're oh. learning West Coast Swing ah. um, and yeah. Awesome. Been having fun. Um, enjoying it. Very, very fun. Also, I do just want to say as a side note, when I, when I told Bennett that the thing that we should talk about today is one thing we are proud of. Uh, Bennett is the most humble person I've ever met. It took him a really long time to think of something that he was proud of. <laughs> um, anyways, um, yes, the thing that I am proud of, which took me no time at all. Uh, no, it worked out. It worked out really well. It's funny. I came up with this thought, um, of like one thing to say that we're proud of. And I, it didn't occur to me that this was happening at the same week, but I performed two original songs at an open mic this wow. past week. Yeah, so that was really, really exciting. Um, it's been on my to-do list for a really long time. Um, I've been learning to play guitar for a while, and I've written for a long time. 
Um, and I finally like went and did the thing and it went really well. It was really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard some <laughs> of your songs and I know a little bit about your guitar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Whose guitar? <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I gifted Lily her guitar. Yes, he uh, did. Several years ago. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Several years ago at this point. Damn. Um, yes, hilariously, it was not this guitar that I used there. One of the reasons that I was finally able to do the open mic is because uh, they had a guitar for anyone to use. Uh, oh, nice. Because I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to take it with me unless I would. But yes, all right. So these are the things we are proud of this week. Having having a grand old musical musical time this week, both of us. Yeah. Wonderful, excellent, excellent. Um, all right, so let's let's dive into it now. As we're we're learning guitar, we're learning swing. How do we decide what to learn next? Hmm. Well, guitar and swing dancing are some great options. Yes, highly recommend. <laughs> uh, but I think what you mean is in a coding <laughs> context, right? This is fair. I think yes. I think our our listeners might uh, prefer <laughs> if we if we stuck to to how to decide what to learn next in a coding context sure (laughs) well i'd say like if if you know what general uh area of expertise specialty you have as a as a developer i mean you could be doing all kinds of things right you could do front end back end mobile but you could also do like embedded like robotics Mm. like i don't know ai you'd be a data scientist like if but whatever track you are on um then you can start to figure out like what are the adjacent skills to the things mm. that I already know right uh, the resource that I share often is a, a site called roadmap.sh yep um they've got a lot of great roadmaps for some of the more popular uh areas of expertise that so will really kind of expose you to the things that you don't know that you don't know yeah, yeah. And I think that's a huge, that's like the biggest thing, right? Is, is I, I remember, and I know a lot of my students when I've had students feel so overwhelmed by the, the sheer number of things you can possibly learn or focus on or pay attention to. Um, and it can also, it, it, you know, it gets overwhelming because if they're out there to know, then are you going to be required to know them at some point to do mm, your job? Mm-hmm. And so, and there's not necessarily a lot of resources out there that specify, you know, like these, these are the things to start with to help you get that you first need job. need to know this, yeah. but like, if you didn't know this, it would be okay. Right. And, and it's different for every job. It's, mm-hmm. and it's different for every team, you know, like it's just, it's, there is no one right answer, uh, which can be really hard and overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but yes, the roadmap.sh um, is a, a website that uh, is a really fantastic resource for even figuring out what track you want to go on because they have kind of breakdowns of different tracks that you can take. Um, and then they have really great resources to, to point out to um, to help you learn learn those things. Yeah, uh, or if you're later in career and you want to mm-hmm. shift tracks, mm. it's like a great way for you to get a little exposure of like what would be involved in changing from a i don't know from a mobile engineer to a back-end engineer or something like that yeah 100 percent. i was also wondering i'm trying to remember uh one of your most recent newsletters you were talking about um a video that you were watching about uh performance versus scalability 
Oh, yeah. And how your opinion. Oh, yesterday. Yes. How your opinion has been kind of has not necessarily changed, but how it's potentially been broadened by this. Um, And it made me think in the vein of what we're talking about um, of of there's so many newsletters out there. There's so many YouTube channels. There's Mm -hmm. so many different resources um, that can help you learn, you know, what you're interested in, what you want to be learning next. Um, but there's again, kind of like the, uh, like there's a, there's a gluttony of them. There's so many. Um, so I'm curious how you pick what content you, uh, immerse yourself in that helps you pick a direction when you're, when you're thinking about new things. Okay. Well, I will say that I don't feel that I'm particularly good at picking (laughs) a specific direction and following it down to the end. Um, I would definitely describe myself as like kind of like a broad, like Mm. interested a little bit in a lot of things kind of developer and not super deep in any one area besides maybe Python development, which is the Mm. thing I've been doing for a while now. But um, hmm, how do I I decide what resources to follow? Uh, Usually they're things that are written by a single person, like a real person, not, not a corporate brand oh, or something like that didn't even occur to me <laughs> um, sure sure or, or like you know not a generic website but like a, I, I know who writes the, mm. the email or the the blog or whatever mm-hmm. um and then oh so transparency know, just like who what what captures my interest i guess so like mm-hmm. I, my recommendations for uh, different things that I follow like may not be really applicable to you uh, if yeah. you're interested in something else. But um, yeah, it's about finding those individual people, and it takes time too. It mm. takes a, it takes a while. But if you find a post that you're especially like, wow, this was well researched, or like this person went in depth, or like explained a difficult concept in an easy to understand way, mm. that's a good marker for me that like I'm gonna want to hear more from this person. Uh, Definitely. And then I'll try to subscribe to their email list usually. And so I just in a general sense of like where on the internet you find those posts, are you looking on like Medium, Substack, like where do you go when you're interested in that? Or does it mm. do you like get sent a link from someone else, you know, like how how do you how do you navigate the internet to to Yeah, it's more so that I get sent a link from someone mm. else or I click a link you know, I already follow a certain newsletter and that newsletter links to somebody else and I find them. Mm. Um Yeah, I rarely find someone that I'm going to follow like searching through the internet. Searching through the internet. Just via yeah. a Google search or something like yeah. that. So, I guess the takeaway if you're listening to this is you are already kind of part of a, a developer community of this one develop Bennett's community developer purpose. Um, he has a newsletter if you are hearing this podcast and have not seen the newsletter. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's funny how that kind of goes back to um, this sense of like having a community, having a network, um, even, even in, in completely separate from, I need, I need to know people to help me get a job. Just I, I need to be interacting with people to to see and find new resources yeah. Yeah, and to, to find new directions. New ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One hundred percent. Okay. Here's a question cool. for you, though, Lily. This yes, might yes. be taking a left turn in this conversation, oh. but um, so often when people think about learning something new, they think about learning the new thing. 
Ah. which is like the the newest library, the newest tool that's out there, the, the coolest, shiniest new thing. What do you think about learning the shiny new thing? I personally am not a big fan of learning the shiny new thing um, for a couple different reasons. Um, one of the biggest ones is that usually the shiny new, well, I mean, just by nature of it being shiny and new, not enough people have used it. Uh, to have enough resources out there. Like there's not going to be stack overflow answers to your questions. There's not going to necessarily be, maybe hopefully there's fantastic docs. Um, but if it hasn't been, you know, tried and, te and, tr and tested out in the field by hundreds or thousands and thousands and thousands of developers, um, then it is more likely that the shiny new thing will have cracks in it. Uh, than the thing that has been worked on consistently for for many years and has uh, consistent feedback on it throughout the whole time. Uh, I think that's a that's a big one for me, particularly because of how I learn new things. Of like, I I really value being able to you know find different resources, different questions, different answers, um, and kind of compare them and and take what I need. Um, but but yeah, I, I think I think I would say that. I want to say that being said, I actually I really like tutorials, which I know is a, a point that we preferentially differ on. Um, but a a good tutorial can only take you so far. So if the if the shiny new thing has a great tutorial, but then you want to do something different and there's no information on how to do it, um, you're you're going to be in a bit of a pickle. Yeah, yeah, I would say that I agree. Basically, like it's. The shiny new thing is the thing that gets the most attention at the moment, and it seems like it's really important to learn it. Mm -hmm. um, when people are it's telling not... you, like, this is the cool new thing. But right. AI. Everyone's got to learn AI now. Yeah. Chances yeah. are most, most of those projects are going to go away. Mm. Like, yeah, there was one point when React was the shiny new thing, mm. and now it Memories. is the thing. Yeah. Right? But there have also been thousands of other front-end frameworks that never got adopted. Um, yeah. And you could say the same about back-end, about different ideas for how to do mobile development. You could say the same for all sorts of data science models. Like Everything has a shiny new thing, and then the thing that everyone actually uses. Yeah. 100%. And I mean, React is a great example of like, sometimes, I mean, you know, everything that is in use was at some point a shiny new thing. Um, so if when React came out, you were like, I'm going to learn everything about this, this is the way, this is the tool. Um, then like, you know, great call. You, you're probably very, very well positioned to utilize that skill set right now. But if you did that about Angular, still great, you know, like great, it's in use. Uh, but it's not it's not as as in as as in use <laughs> as yeah. React. Yeah, and I think the the point here too is that like you you don't have to be the early adopter. Like no, you can wait and see. You know, yeah. and actually, in a lot of cases, it's way easier because the thing is going to change, and you're going to learn the new V two pattern that actually is what people are going to want, or I don't know. You're going to yeah. there are going to be better docs for you. There's going to be a Discord that you could go in and ask <laughs> ask questions. You know, of other developers who have solved problems before you. It's just going to be way easier to not be an early adopter. Absolutely. I mean, React Hooks is a great example yeah. of exactly that. Yeah. 
Well, and I want to be clear, too, that I'm not anti-tutorial. But <laughs> oh, I yes. Just, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I just have seen enough developers get stuck in the tutorial trap mm. where they rely on the tutorials as a crutch to do something. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes time to try to do something on their own or stitch, a, stitch the thing mm. together with something else or something like that, they're totally lost and they're floundering, right? And I would say it's much better to start experimenting as early as possible with the tool mm. that you're learning. Um, you know, do the Hello World tutorial. Do a couple tutorials to understand how the thing works, but then start building on your own. Don't, don't yeah. keep relying on somebody else's implementation, somebody else's tutorial. Yeah, because, I mean, you're just, you're not going to be able to move past it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. No, very, very much agree there, 100%. Um, I also wanted to talk, you. so you, speaking of, you know, experiments, doing something small. Um, well, so I, that's very interesting of, um, do you feel like how, I guess, how often would you say you are, you, you end up like learning a new thing or looking into a new thing, like, because you need it for work versus because you, you were sent a link and you found something really interesting or like you read about something and wanted to look into it. I will be honest that I do relatively little coding outside of work. Good. I mean, I mean, fair. <laughs> yeah. So there, there have Again. certainly been times when I'm, when I've been like, Hmm, this is curious. I'll, I'll let me try mm. it out. But for the most part, things that I have learned in my career have been things that I've learned for work. Um, but let me say that, like, it's not just the things that are in my lane mm. at work that I stick to, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I want to understand the whole stack at work. Mm. Um, so, for instance, where I currently work uh, for our infrastructure for things like Dev DevOps, like, the DevOps usually handles like provisioning resources, scaling, and stuff like that. That's all defined in Terraform for for us. Mm. I I have never used Terraform before this job, but like it, and I'm no Terraform pro for sure. But like now, I know way more about Terraform mm. than I did before, right? Um, even though it's not directly my job, it very much impacts my job, and so I need to know about it. Um, mm. The same goes for uh, our UI tests, which are written in Cypress, um, which is a Python mm. framework for doing UI testing. Um, and I don't write any UI components. I'm not a JavaScript developer, but I do write, I do make changes to the API. And when the API changes, sometimes the UI tests can break. Um, and so I want to understand too, how do I run the UI tests? What happens? Like how, how does Cypress work? Like Mm. What updates can I make so that I don't have to ask a front-end engineer to come in and look at my PR uh, where I changed something? So those are two examples, I guess, probably of many where it's like, it's not just the things that I'm currently I'm working on individually. It's like what is adjacent to my job as mm. well that I should be learning. Yeah, I think that's huge. That that And, and that reminds me of, of when I started at, at our our job which was my first full-time software engineering job. <laughs> yes, y'all are going to hear me say that a lot. Um, 
And uh, I remember like speaking back to that feeling that I was just talking of that, that deep overwhelm of like, I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know what I should be learning. Um, I was very much in that frame of mind of just like complete uncertainty um, when I got my first software engineering job. Um, because there's a lot of stuff that there's just no way to know until you're, you're in it. Um, and there's things like there, there's, there's all these different things of like, one of the big things that I remember is queuing was not Mm. something that I had, I had interacted with before. And I remember feeling like, God, like I could, I guess, yes. Like I could have, I've heard the word queuing before. Like I knew it was a concept. I could have built a small thing that taught me how to do queuing. Um, but it wouldn't have like been for a purpose. It would have just been now thinking back on it. It would have just been a little experiment that would have taught me a little thing that could have been really helpful. And, but the stakes seemed so high and, and either way it was fine. Like 100%. If you, if you're hearing a term like that and you're like, Oh, I want to, I want to learn about that. Cause I know that at some point it will be required in my job. I think that it's such a fantastic way to frame it for yourself that you've you've come to Bennett of like, well, it's just it's just a little experiment. Like the stakes are really low. It doesn't need to be a whole full functional app that like, oh, good thing I learned queuing because it, it's necessary here. No, you're teaching yourself about a concept. You can do a couple little experiments to learn about the concept. And and the learning was the purpose. Like, that's all you need to know. Uh, I think that is so, so helpful for for lowering the stakes of of just making it feel much more doable and tangible and not um, like this, like like extracting it from this all encompassing overwhelm of all the things you could possibly know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the app doesn't have to do anything useful for you to learn something. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I agree with that. I I will. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just, I just did once like that, all of that being said, I didn't know how to queue and I learned it on the job. Like the, the other side of this also just to, to kind of just thinking about the sense of deep overwhelm. You also don't need to learn it all before you get the job. I feel like that's really, really important for to to hammer home a little bit. I didn't know how to do the things. I wasn't doing the little experiments. It felt too overwhelming. I got the job and I learned how to do the things on the job. And it it was incremental learning on the job of like, there was a ticket where I needed to know queuing and I looked into it and I got some help and I did some research and I figured out how we do that there and figured out how to make it work. And then I needed to learn, you know, like a dozen other small things um, that enable you to do your job as an engineer. And if you, if you don't know it, you're going to learn it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> And and here's the thing, it never ends. It no! just never ends. You you never will know everything. No. And you'll constantly I, I find myself like I'll open up the, the Python uh REPL loop, the redevelop print loop. Mm. So just like I will just open up Python and just try something that I don't know what's gonna happen. I do this all the time. Like there's so many times in my day where I'm like, oh, what error would get raised if I tried to do that? Or like, Mm. oh, uh, I didn't know. Like what are the methods that are available on this, you know, standard library class or something like that? It's like, so just, you just keep, there's so many layers you can keep untangling for forever. Oh man, to code.
Yeah. <laughs> but that's why we talk about like, there's, there's no such thing as like being the perfect coder or being a master coder or anything mm -hmm. like that. You are just moving toward, you know, I like the way that martial arts think about it. Like, you, you know, you could have a, you could have a black belt, but then like the black belts start back at white belt, you know, like this, oh. you start again, you start again and you relearn the same things again, but now you know what you knew as a black belt, but now you realize the, all the little things you didn't know about how to do a whatever. Ooh, a, a I didn't know or, that. Yeah. That's At so least in some, in some martial arts. I don't claim to know a whole lot about martial arts. but <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. I feel like it's a similar thing in a to totally different vein. Um, it's a similar thing that gets talked about sometimes in, in therapy of like a, a lot of times if you're dealing with something and you're like, I thought I, I was over this. Like I already worked through this. I thought this was fine. Um, brain, like brains and learning and growth is just so cyclical um, that sometimes you just got to go back and, and re relearn it or rehash it. Um, knowing what you now know, and and there's just always more levels to it. Yeah. Um, exactly. in any in any framework, 100. Well, that seems like a great place to wrap up, Lily. Yeah, I think so. Um, wonderful. So I think yeah, we're 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 doing we're doing it a little bit differently differently than we have previously. Um, so yeah, how do we want to end this? I don't know. I mean, you'll just, <laughs> I, I think the takeaways here are, yes, uh, you'll always be learning. So mm -hmm. we'll just get used to it. <laughs> um, and you'll never know everything. But second, there are definitely resources out there, like mm -hmm. uh, newsletters you could follow, like roadmap.sh, like even just chatting with other developers um, that can expose you to the things you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and then Probably the most helpful way that I know that what I do at least is to discover new things that I want to learn is to look at the things that are adjacent to what I'm currently mm. working on. And then maybe the final point is like the new shiny thing isn't necessarily the thing you want to learn. Yeah, I think that covers it. Wow. Well, just like that, we're done. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being here with us. Yeah, thanks, Lily. And we'll see everybody next time. Thanks, Bennett. Bye. Okay, cut. All right. Boom. I'm going to take my sweatshirt off because I'm hot. Nice. I Do we want to, like, I could change my shirt, pretend it's a different day? I, no, I don't think I, I need to do that. One of, the, one of the podcasts that I listen to, they do that a lot. <laughs> they change their shirts or they don't they're, change their shirts every like they change their shirts and they're like yeah that thing we were talking about last week totally <laughs> they haven't seen each other in a week yeah it's a good time we all have fun no i know because we um yeah, we were. I uh, said like, "Oh yeah, that was yesterday's newsletter." But then I was like, "Oh, but this probably won't come out until next week." So, yeah. oopsies. Whatever. Yesterday when we were recording. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fine.
um, in this Q&A doc. Um, I think we'll go with this one, the one from Olina, if that sounds okay with you. Otherwise, we can do a different one. No, sounds good. Yeah, cool. We'll just go with that. And then, and then I think we could keep going with kind of the single topic. Yeah. Just answering, just basically Q&A style on this, on the podcast. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm here for that. Word. All right. Uh, all right. Let's try this now.